0: Good morning, everyone. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you could join us today, if, virtually, if not actually here. So um, we're going to sing a couple songs this morning, and then uh, we're going to gonna actually bring the rest of my family in, and we'll do a couple kids' songs for the kids. Had a lot of fun seeing everyone's response on the children last Sunday singing at home in their own way. So it As much as I uh, miss everybody here, I really miss the kids. I love singing with the kids every Sunday, so uh, definitely missed them a lot last Sunday.
1: to understand my soul is
0: you understand that this morning and it is true in your own life that He is our God and He always will be. We don't ever have to wonder or hesitate or even be concerned about that. That if we are walking with Him, He is our God. We have that to claim. And I am am definitely joyful in that very fact that we do have Him this morning.
1: Sing it out, shout it loud, cover all the earth, let the sound know.
0: last ending on that very last stanza there there will come a day standing face to face in a moment we'll be like him then he'll wipe our eyes dry take us up to his side and forever we will be his no longer our own no longer living for anything of ourselves that will all be gone and forever we will be his and his only Okay, I'm going to have the rest of my family come up here. Benny, Brad, and Blake. And then we're going to watch some real talent in the corner over here because this guy can play drums and play a guitar all at the same time. He doesn't think it's that incredible, but for the rest of us, we think it's pretty cool. All right, wait. Well, hey, okay, you're going to have to spread out a little bit if you're going to actually do, like, hitting anything. All right. So first one we're going to do is... Who's the king of the jungle? (laughs) Who's the
1: king of the jungle? Who's the king of the sea? Who's the king of the universe? Who's the king of the sea? Who's the king of the universe?
0: Yeah, are you guys singing? How about, I should give you a mic, but then you can't do the motions very well. So always the favorite song is wrapped up, tied up, tangled up. So are you guys spread out enough? Okay. So we're going to do this, because I have a drum beat to actually get me on the right beat at the end, you're going to have to go really fast, because otherwise I can't get that speed that fast. So, and all my words get all jumbled up. You guys may be mixed up, tied up, tangled up like this, but my words get all mixed up, tied up, twangled up. So... (laughs)
1: All right, <What> bir- I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled up Jesus. I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled up. Wrapped up, tied up, tangled up. Wrapped up, tied up, tangled up. In Outside, side to side Side, side, and Jesus, upright, downright, and right, and Jesus, wrapped up tight, and up, inside, outside, side to side, upright, downright, and right, wrapped up tight, up, set it up, inside, outside, side to side, upright, downright, and right, and God. Thank you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're good.
2: Well, good morning, everyone, wherever you may be, where you find yourselves this morning, most of you probably in your homes. It's good to be able to gather in this way, even though I can't see your faces. We know that uh, we serve a God who can see each one of us wherever we are. So, a welcome to you as you worship with us. A few quick announcements, especially for the local uh, congregation. Uh, After we conclude the service, we'll be doing a Zoom meeting. Um, You can go online on your computer. You can also download the app to your phone as well. And if you have any connections on how to connect with us on that, uh, contact Katie. I think she's the one setting it up. So, for uh, those of you young people that are depending on your phones, if you don't have the Zoom app, in uh, with all the other uh, dozen social media apps that you have on your phone, go ahead and download that, and uh, contact Katie on on how to be a part of that. So uh, we we will have that for um, our local church, and uh, there will be a number of others on there with us just for a time of fellowship this afternoon if you're interested in that uh, contact katie or phil as well i suppose wednesday evening we will also for the men be doing a little bible study also on zoom as well and phil will probably be sending out the details on that i'm assuming that'll be happening around seven o'clock a word that the lord gave me this morning 2 Timothy chapter 1, Paul is talking to Timothy here and he's telling him not to be disheartened and not to be discouraged by the suffering that was coming his way. And a lot of that was in in relation to... uh, Spiritual persecution, which is a little bit different than the trouble of our day, but I think some of the, the admonition that he gave him is still applicable to us today and in, in the difficulties, uh, the unprecedented things that we're facing. So he's telling him not to be discouraged for suffering for the name of Christ. In verse 12, he says, For this reason I also suffer these things. But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. So my my encouragement for each one of us today is to entrust yourself to Christ. Entrust your life to him. Entrust your family to him your business, your work, your finances, all the things we should be doing anyway, but are so much more up in the air right now. We don't really know what's happening. Entrust those things to Christ. And he is able to guard those things. He is able to guard you. He's able to guard your life. And he will do that. Before Phil comes and shares a word, let's pray together. Thank you, Father, for the privilege we have of coming to you this morning, hearing your word in song, of hearing your word preached to us. I thank you for the technology that we have that allows us to hear this and be a part of it wherever we are. I do pray that our... uh, ability to all meet together would be restored to us sometime soon, and that your will would be done in that, and that you would bring physical healing to this nation, to this world. But more so, Father, I pray that there would be a spiritual healing and a spiritual awakening in this world, in this country, and most of all, in our own lives. So we commit ourselves to you for this, Father. I pray that you would be with fill as he preaches the word that you would give him a boldness to share what you have laid on his heart this morning. We thank you and praise you for what you will do. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Good morning, everyone. A word the Lord gave me this week to share with you was out about Ezekiel, chapter 37. Ezekiel 37, verse 3. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Now if you go through this chapter and I'm going to begin to read in verse 1, you'll notice that these bones were dry, dead bones. Look at verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley and it was full of bones. And he caused me to pass among round about and behold, he caused me to walk through this valley and look at these dry dead bones. And behold, there were very many On the surface of the valley and lo they were very dry you ever been there I've been and through this experience I think many of us can experience a valley of dry dead bones and they can be very dry as we walk through these experiences of these valleys of dry bones we can feel the dryness in our spirit, perhaps. Maybe you feel the dryness around others around you, in the world, the workplace you are in, perhaps even your family, maybe your extended family, and you're walking among these dry bones. And the Lord has a question for us this morning. Can these bones live? Now Ezekiel was honest, and thankfully, he engaged God and his knowledge. Instead of answering from within his own wisdom, he said, "O oh, Lord God, thou knowest, you know, Lord. Again, the Lord, he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, look, I will cause breath to enter you, that you may come to life. And I will put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you, that you may come alive. And you will know the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, sinews were on them, and flesh grew, and skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. And he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man. And say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may come to life. Notice, these dry, dead bones had been slain. And the Lord was reviving them again. This was a revival, my dear brothers and sisters. A revival from the Lord to dry dead bones in a dry valley. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they come to life. So I prophesied as He commanded me. And the breath came into them and they came to life and they stood on their feet. An exceedingly great army. Notice what happened to these dry dead bones, dear brothers and sisters. They not only became a people, they became an exceedingly great army. What a revival, right? What can come out of these dry, dead bones. Can they live? Is the question that the Lord brings to you and I many times in our dry experiences of life. Those experiences that perhaps we were slain in. Those experiences that we look on as a, a bad day, a bad experience, a, a, an unpleasant experience from whatever life dealt with us, whether it came from people, or whether it came from experiences that we had in life, or whether it came from experiencing death or sickness or a pandemic. Can these dry bones live? asks the Lord. What would you answer him when he asks you that question in your life? As I came to the Lord this week and the Lord asked me this question, it renewed my faith To have the faith of Ezekiel and simply answer, Oh Lord, you know, you know whether this can be made into life. And not only life, but be transformed into an exceedingly great army. An army now of the Lord. An army that can fulfill his purposes. That can go out and be more than a conqueror through him who loved us. How did it happen? It happened because Ezekiel was willing to speak when God told him to speak. And he was willing to obey the Lord and speak life into a dead, dry situation. And I just want to encourage us as brothers and sisters today, and as we walk through this experience and every life experience let's first of all be listening to the voice of the Lord as we walk through a dry, dead bone experience. And when he asks you and I to speak his words of life, let's go forth in faith and speak these words of life. And they will produce life. And not only life, but life more abundantly. In John chapter 4, Jesus met a woman at a well. And you can turn your Bibles with me there to John chapter 4. We know this story as the woman of Samaria. Now Samaria at this time, in the Jewish religion, was a dry, dead bones. Scattered, they weren't respected, they were despised by the religious They weren't welcomed into the temple, into true worship, where the Jews felt like that was where God was really worshipped. The Samaritans had sold themselves out to the heathens and mixed themselves up with all kinds of idol worship and numerous other sins in their life. They were a valley of dry bones. And Jesus came and sat at a well. Very interesting, right? Where he met this woman... In verse 7, There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman therefore said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink, since I am a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, if you knew the gift of God to dry bones. And that's the word the Lord impressed so deeply in my heart. Oh dear people, my people. If you knew at this time the gift of God's salvation to you. In your dry bone situation. If you only knew. If you knew the gift of God. And who it says to you, give me a drink. Have you heard the voice of Jesus say to you, Give me a drink. Give me a drink. Give my people the drink. Jesus said at one place, If you give a cup of cold water to a child, in the name of a disciple, you won't lose your reward. You would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Jesus said, She said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, And the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? You're not greater than our father Jacob, are you? Who gave us the well and drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle. And Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water shall thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall become in him a well. Of water springing up to eternal life. That word well is the Greek word pégé. It means a bursting fountain. A fountain bursting forth of water. It is the word, the French word, artel I think it is. Or where we get the word English word artesian well from. An artesian well is a well which in the Greek meaning, by the way, of pigae, it means that the water source doesn't come from within itself. It comes from within something deeper than the well head. And it's not a water that you need to pump or you need to put an engine on or a motor to pump this, draw this water out. It bursts forth from within, deep in the ground. There's pressure building up and it bursts forth. And it's some of the most refreshing drinking water there is. Springs of water. That's what Jesus was referring to. But the water that I shall give him shall become in him, in her, a well of water springing up to eternal life. Jesus went on to explain to her the gospel truth. And she received it, and many in Samaria received it and believed on Jesus. Jesus said in John chapter 7, verse 37, Now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And what happens? He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being, not from his own head, not from your mind, from your innermost being where the spirit dwells, from there, from his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. What are those rivers of living water that flow out of our beings as we believe in Jesus Christ in a dry bone situation? That experience where we were slain and the bones are dry, they're dead, they're scattered, and the valley itself is dry. We believe in Jesus Christ, and He can make that experience an experience of eternal life, not just of life, of eternal life, a life that is raised up to be a great, exceeding army, that overcomes. Not only that experience, but goes forth now in the power of God to overcome the flesh and sin and the world that we live in. A life of an overcomer. What is it? Notice what Ezekiel did. When he heard the voice of the Lord, he put his faith in him and he simply obeyed, speaking the word of God. The word of God. He prophesied. And that word prophecy is explained to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. This is in the midst of the church, Paul giving an instruction to the people, God's people. Chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians verse 1. Pursue love, yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy Why so? Because look what prophecy does, brother, sister. For one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands, but in his spirit, he speaks mysteries. And that experience is important. That we first of all have that inner quiet time to God. That we're drawing from that well of listening to his words like Ezekiel did in faith but then it needs to come forth from us like it came from Ezekiel into our situations into the people around us who are perhaps dry slain bones but one who prophesies, verse 3 but one who prophesies speaks to men for edification and exhortation and consolation Those three things happen when we prophesy to each other, to our families, to our wife, even to ourselves. The word edification, first of all, means construct. It means to build up and to construct something. Isn't that exactly what happened when Ezekiel spoke to these dry bones? All of a sudden these dry separated bones came together and a body was constructed. And that's still what happens when we speak prophecy, the word of God to each other. In this situation, pandemics or every life situation that has the potential or is a dry bone, a valley of dry bones to us. Speak for construction. To build up, to construct the very temple of God. And Exhortation. The word exhortation means to teach with courage, encouragement. To teach with encouragement. Not just to teach like a professor in a college giving knowledge, but it's infused with the very word of life. So that when we teach even the practical things of life, we do so in a way that encourages others and the word exhortation I mean consolation means to comfort to give comfort and console simply means to give that kind of a compassion comforting speaking forth the words of life so I want to encourage us with this word in our dry bones dry valley of dead bones experiences. This may be that to you, this experience now, or perhaps you're experiencing this in other areas of your life, in people around you, and you wonder, what's the purpose? Can these dry bones live? Instead of trying to figure it out and just finding our own way through it, come to the Lord when you have that question in your heart and ask him, Lord, you know. You know. And hear what the Spirit has to say to you and I in this situation. And then speak the word of God in a way that constructs, begins to bring the dry bones together, that exhorts, teaches with encouragement, and gives comfort, consolation. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 11, he tells us this. Actually, I'll begin in verse 10. As each one has received a special gift. Each one has received a special gift. You have it, I have. Employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold, the varied grace of God. Whoever speaks, let him speak as it were the utterances of of God speak the utterances of God whoever serves let him do so as by the strength which God supplies so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever Amen I was also encouraged with the testimony of Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 32 Moses is speaking to the assembly of Israel near the end of his life. Joshua is being commissioned to take take the children of Israel into the land of Canaan. And Moses is giving them his closing words of exhortation. Listen to these words. Uh, Verse 30 of Deuteronomy 31. Then Moses spoke in the hearing of all the assembly of Israel. The words of this song. It was a song that they sang until they were complete. Give ear, O heavens, and let me speak, and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. Let my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, as the droplets on the fresh grass, and as the showers on the herb. Why? How can Moses' words have that kind of an effect on Israel? This is why. For I proclaim the name of the Lord. Ascribe greatness to our God. Talk about how great he is. The rock, his work is perfect for all his ways are just. A God of faithfulness and without injustice. Righteous and upright is he. That's what Moses was proclaiming to Israel and that's why it had the effect of a dew from heaven falling down over their lives and watering them. I want to point out three examples to us in the scripture of what happened when the Holy Spirit came in and how he spoke through people by infilling them with his life. And that's what Jesus said in John 7. There, when he cried out in the temple, it says, it goes on to tell us, that Jesus was speaking about the Holy Spirit coming into our lives. The first one is in the Gospel of Luke. Turn your Bibles with me to Luke. And this really blessed me as I read this story again in Luke chapter 1. Here uh, we're going to find Mary, a young girl, visited by an angel. The angel prophesying, Jesus is going to be born through you. And in verse 39, Now this time Mary arose and went with haste to the hill country, to a city of Judah, and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it came about that when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, that baby leaped in her womb. She was pregnant with John, who we now call John the Baptist. That baby leaped in her womb, And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And look what happened. And she cried out with a loud voice saying, Blessed among women are you. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. Notice the blessing that came out of her mouth when she was filled with the Holy Spirit to this young Mary whose life was about to be completely transformed. Who all of a sudden was visited by this experience of being visited by an angel and being told these amazing things were going to happen to her. And can you imagine how Mary felt at this time? She must have felt quite insecure. What's going on? How is this going to impact my life? And she goes to visit Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, being filled with the Holy Spirit, speaks forth the word of God, encouraging constructive words, teaching words, and comforting words. The second one is found in Acts chapter 2, of course. You'll Know if you know your Bibles that in Acts chapter 2 is where the Holy Spirit came down for the first time was poured out into these 120 people gathered together for prayer in the upper room. But notice what they were speaking. What happened? In chapter 2, um, verse 11, actually verse, I'm going to go back up to verse 7, and they were amazed and marveled saying, Why? Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we each hear them in our own language to which we were born? Verse 9 and verse 10 and verse 11 goes on to say all these different nations were there, languages that they were hearing them speak in their own tongues. Verse 11, we hear them in our own tongues speaking of the mighty deeds of God. That's what happened when the Holy Spirit poured out into people's inner spirit and made them alive to God. They began proclaiming the mighty deeds of God. And thirdly and lastly, turn your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 9 and look at the transformation of this man called Saul, who we now know as Paul, Apostle Paul. In chapter 9 verse 1, Now Saul, still breathing threats. This was the guy breathing out his breath were words of threats and murder against the disciples. And we know the story. He asked for letters to go to Damascus, and he was on his way. And then Jesus met him and transformed him. And notice in verse 18, And immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales. And he regained his sight, and he arose and was baptized, and he took food and was strengthened. Now, for several days, he was with the disciples who were at Damascus. And immediately, he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And all those hearing him continued to be amazed, and were saying, Is this not he who in Jerusalem destroyed those who called on this name? and who had come here for the purpose of bringing them bound before the chief priests, it transformed his life. They began to speak Jesus. It changed his words because he met Jesus and wasn't disobedient to his instructive word, heard and spoke. What are you speaking, my dear brother, sister? The Lord convicted me deeply this week of this truth How am I relating to life? And in an experience that is dry, dead bones, and even the valley is dry around me, life seems impossible when you hear the voice of the Lord saying, can this experience be turned into eternal life for you? What will you answer? Will you ask him, oh Lord, you know. And then when you hear his words to you, prophesy, speak my words of encouragement, constructive teaching, encouragement teaching with encouragement and comfort in this situation and you obey that, you begin to speak the words of Jesus, a well of living water will burst forth and you'll become that artesian well that Jesus prophesied, that Jesus prophesied would happen to all those who believe in him in every situation. So dear brothers and sisters, may God bless you. Through his living word today, let's go forth and speak life, the life of God to each other. God bless you.
2: Thank you, Phil, for speaking words of life this morning. You know, one thing, I've, one thing I've noticed in my life is as someone who would tend to be a little more extrovert, when I'm feeling a dryness in, in my life, in my spirit or in my spiritual life, Sometimes the the first inclination for me is to, okay, let's, let's be around more spiritual people. Let's go to church. Let's go to the events. Let's be involved. And those are good things, but sometimes it can be a matter of just simply drawing from that to fill the dryness in your life when, as we heard from Phil this morning, the, the recipe is first to, to hear from God, to, to allow the Lord to fill your life, to draw from Him, not from other people, not solely from other people. Um, and then as the Lord fills your life and you're drawing your strength from Him, and you're being watered by the Word and the power of the Holy Spirit, then that begins to flow out of your life, and those times gathering together, being involved with other people, being involved with other believers, then it really becomes a blessing because then it can be mutual encouragement rather than just me receiving to make myself feel better. So my encouragement is the same as as Phil's, you know, it's, we can't meet together right now, but allow the Lord to reveal to you by his Spirit what you can do to have his love flowing from your heart, from his heart, through you to others, whether it's a text, whether it's FaceTime, a video call, reaching out to people. Allow the Lord to use you through this time. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for the word that we heard this morning. I pray that it would bring forth fruit in our lives and that we would hear from you and then in turn that those rivers of living water that you pour into our lives would flow out of us And bless and encourage many. We thank you and praise you for what you will do. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Have a great week.